This is episode 117 for Tuesday, December 5th, 2017, brought to you from Arlington, Texas. This week we'll be discussing 13A, Dark Mild. Welcome to Brew Styles. My name is Sawyer, and together with Chris, Travis, and Eddie, we take on the world of beer one style at a time. Every week we discuss a different style of beer and taste some of our favorites. We hope you leave with a thirst for more. Our podcast can be found on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Look us up and subscribe to make sure you are kept up to date on our latest episodes. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at brew underscore styles. Drop by our website, brewstyles.com, where you can stream every episode, check out our photo gallery, and use the contact tab to send us comments and feedback. You can also find more information about the BJCP and how to become a certified beer judge. Settle in and raise a pint with us as we launch into another episode of Brew Styles. All right. Well, welcome back, everyone. For another awesome episode of Brew Styles, I think we should be saying welcome. Yeah, back. welcome back to you. Oh Sawyer. yeah, thank you. It's it's really nice to be back. <laughs> I, a little I've hiatus this. there that you took for. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll get to that in a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, will we? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Let me get this ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'm losing weight from the wedding. I'm there on a go. diet. Can't drink beer. So there you go. That's about that. <laughs> in a nutshell. Oh, yeah. Wow, look at me in a nutshell. So I will be. In, I'll be here with some new material uh, today. Today. Awesome. Yeah. It's I hope. I hope you have some material right oh, now. Oh, I do. It's I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm wearing material. No. I wish you Cotton. weren't. Yeah. That's, that's a little creepy. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, we should talk later. That's kind of <laughs> odd. Something that we need to iron out, I guess. Yeah. Uh, anyways. I'm so yeah. My shirt. Are you wearing pants too? I'm back, and it feels good. So are you Bach? We only, well, not yet. Okay. We only February. had we only had drop Sawyer, which was I mean almost the same experience, but yeah. yeah. Live is always better, right? We made it work. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I think there was one episode where we actually tried to pretend like you were here the whole time. Oh and no! And just use drops. Yeah. But we forgot about it halfway through. Which one was that? I forgot. It's probably the Belgian quad. Yeah. Or Double, whichever one that was were just me and you. One of the ones where you get halfway through it and then you realize, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> oh, no. I got to listen to that. It was kind of strange, but anyway. So, Anyways, we've already heard everyone's voice. Uh, Travis, how are you today? I'm doing very well. Thank you. Good. Anything fun this week with beer? I did tap two new beers at my home brewery oh cool okay i have a black ipa which is called nelson mandela <laughs> all right and originally i brewed it the day after he died in 2014 i believe it was okay and it was an extract recipe um and so i decided to redo it as a all grain recipe and it turned out quite nice i'm very happy with it cool Had some nice uh dry hops that are tossed in the keg shortly before uh, putting it on tap and it really has a good balance between heavy roast malt mm. and really fruity, citrusy notes of the hops. Oh, okay. So I'm going to drink the crap out of that one. Nice. 
pretty pleased with that. The other one is a uh, a robust porter, mm. which is also very good. It came out of Jamil's book, Brewing Classic Styles. Ah, very good book. And uh, so that's part of my my effort to brew my way through the book. And it seems like every time I think I'm getting close to the end, I find more and more recipes that I haven't done. So uh, mm. it's also a very good one. So two dark beers on, but All one's right. dark and roasty, and one's dark and roasty and hoppy. Uh-huh. So it's going to be the roasty version of a black IPA, not just the color version. Yes. This one yeah. has both sides and presents both sides pretty pretty heavily. Yeah, the, the last extract beer I did was a black IPA, and that was pretty roasty. It turned out really good, though. Yeah. Blue metal, blue ribbon, good. Yeah, the first mm-hmm. beer I ever entered in a master brewer. <laughs> I got a blue <laughs> ribbon for it, so... Haven't been able to duplicate that since. That's mm-hmm. awesome. <laughs> Seriously, I've never gotten a blue ribbon in Master Brewer since that beer. Wow. I've gotten some second and third places, but never a first place. I've never placed. So, anyway. I kind of dropped off on entering beers this, this year as opposed to last year. Hey, you just got to enter one to get the gift at the Christmas party. That's true. What? Your participation gift. I think There's a participation oh, gift yeah. now? Yeah, sometimes it's glassware, sometimes it's Did something they else. Do that every yeah. year? Yeah, last year was the little hand uh, circular cup. It was like a little taster, the little oh, round one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like remember that now. Okay. Yes. And the year oh. before that, it was a little stainless steel cup. Mm-hmm. And the year before that, it was a full pint glass. Yeah, I got a lot of glasses last year at the Christmas party. <laughs> yeah. Like, I have a whole box full with we a We walked away with a lot of things that we shouldn't have walked away with last year at the Christmas party. Yeah. Including a full keg <laughs> that that wound up in our in our room when we woke up the next morning. I was like, wait. First off, why is this here? And second off, how are we going to drink this? And third, it, whose is it? Yeah. <laughs> I'll still never forget how Travis and I ended up in someone else's hotel room, and that had no affiliation with, yeah, the the, the party. I have a vague memory of that too. I'm looking forward to that this year. We're a couple mm-hmm. of weeks out from that, so yeah, it'll be fun. Yes, Christmas party. Hmm. Uh, what is it? Two Saturdays from now? Yeah, December the ninth. No, ninth is this next Saturday. Sixteenth. Yeah. And we do have a hotel room at the hotel set, so. Cool. We'll look forward to that. It'll be fun. Cool. Chris, how are you? I'm good. I've brewed twice since our last recording. Oh my gosh, that's a lot. Both three brews. It's a lot. Seeing as I haven't brewed in a while. Yeah. (laughs) Got to make up for lost time, right? Yeah, I got got a couple empty taps, so I got to fill those up. I did a Rancor Red, which is one of my staples, especially once it starts getting colder. Got to do that one. I've brewed it probably 10 times now. Um... And a rebrew that I've not rebrewed ever. This is my very first beer that I did. The uh, 12 Parsec Porter. It's a chocolate coffee porter. Just brewed that one today. So that'll be exciting. You and I are one of the same. I have not rebrewed my first beer at all. Which one was that? The Amber. Oh. Yeah. So. Nor have I. Whoa. Now we have a club. <laughs> Wasn't that like a, a, a Cooper's? No, that was Fredo. It was. It's a. It was a big kit. box. You open it up and you pull out a giant bag of liquid wort. <laughs> so it's already been done for you. Oh, and just add water. Yeah, you zip it open, put it in the fermenter, pitch the yeast, and you're done. 
So obviously, <laughs> is that really even homebrewing? I, I have not recreated my first beer. <laughs> what what was it? Like, do you remember the? It brand? was a honey blonde called I'm in the Honey. <laughs> but do you remember the, Ooh, the kit that you bought? Brand like, no, it was? it was like a greenish box, probably about two feet high. <laughs> was it a Mister Beer kit? No, it wasn't Mister Beer. Those come with their own little fermenter. Oh, it was a it was a full six Which, gallon. I wouldn't mind having one of those. Yeah, for like small batches. Yeah, yeah, little plastic brown something you can experiment with barrel thing turn yeah. it into a sour mr beer oh yeah well i've got a mr. sour, sour beer. i actually oh. i need to i need to brew like a little easy like base grain only thing to add to that to feed it because it's been sitting there for a couple years now <laughs> i need to feed my sour <laughs> did we ever get rid of your blender vice uh no it's still in the keg oh god <laughs> can't get out of the keg oh that's right we'll have to pop the top and drink it yeah anyways powers hey how are you good welcome back for another episode (laughs) (laughs) oh no oh god where'd it go it's still bouncing around anyway um what's new yeah nothing um you know still not brewing because i i I also have never re-brewed my first homebrew all right we have a club because i have never had a first homebrew um that's gonna change soon That's gonna change soon. Yeah, yeah. I know. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm. I'm gonna get into the hobby. You're not far away. I know. No, I'm not. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you eyes? doing tomorrow? <laughs> I'm working. That's um, okay. Yeah. Right. I'll. Um. Yeah. I, I'll. I'm excited to get into it. I'm just going to, um, you know, one of these days finally just get the urge and just be like, you know what? I'm just. I'm just I, gonna flip I and do this. I think you might know a couple people that could help you. It's, Maybe it's cheaper. It. Maybe. <laughs> Yeah, you guys have anyone you can refer me to? Like, do you have like actually letters of recommendation? I need Sawyer, resumes. Sawyer and Eddie both. Yeah, uh, we got into it and yeah. helped you out with your first because mm-hmm. you know the biggest capital in getting into homebrewing is all the equipment you have to buy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what we've done a couple of times now with a couple of people is, um, you know, just tell them buy all the fermenting stuff that you need. Right. And then use our equipment to brew on, and mm-hmm. then you take your stuff home to ferment. Right. And then you can slowly start buying more stuff that you need, and eventually you'll have all the stuff to do it yourself. But yeah. Okay. Because, you know, we would want you in our proximity when you're brewing anyway, so we can kind of help you out and make sure you don't do anything to mess it up. Makes sense. <laughs> you know, I could imagine my first beer coming out, and it's just awful, and me being like, I, I just can't do this anymore. Well, there's there are... <laughs> There are very few things that you can do to like completely destroy your homebrew. Right. One of them is sanitation. Oh. Everything else, you could do whatever you want, and at the end of the day, you're still going to end up with beer. <laughs> it might yeah. not be like really, really good beer, but it's going to be beer. Yeah. You it's going to have alcohol in it. You even have to sanitize <laughs> really when you're boiling, for. too, right? Mm-hmm. For Hassie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so, yeah, this is a weird beer. <laughs> Essence of Hasselstorff. So I've uh, said that after a few beers before. Yeah. Well, I um mainly uh, drinking beer. Um, cool. I actually, for the first time ever, had a couple of Franconia beers earlier this week. I mm, those are good. Check into them. That you know, it's one of those things where it's like you know what they they don't do anything crazy. It seems. No. Mm-mm. But they do pretty good, you know, just standard. Like, I had their Dunkel, uh, which was really good. Mm-hmm. I like that one. I also picked up their their kind of seasonal Baltic Porter, which I actually really liked as well. Um, 
Franconia was at the forefront of the craft beer movement. Here in, especially here in DFW, right? Well, I mean like period. Oh, really? They were one hmm. of the really, really early ones. Okay. So they've got some really good, just basic go-tos. Yeah. Uh, that are, some of them are borderline commercial examples, if not actually commercial examples of styles. Yeah. They're really good. The Dunk, Like you said, the Dunkel's one of their, one of my favorite ones from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm. I might start working through their selection, just kind of picking them up every so you know every so often, just trying them a little bit more often. I had the uh, I had the raw winter warmer last night for the first time mm. ever. I haven't had this year's. It was pretty good. Neither have I. I enjoyed it. There's a homebrew kit for that one. Is there? Oh boy! <laughs> didn't you try and brew it once? Yeah, it didn't turn out anything like it was supposed to. Yeah, it kind of mm. had that weird tinge that my uh, Oct- or my Quicktoberfest had. Yeah. It was really I weird, kind of like metallic-y or something like that. It was off. Hmm. Yeah. Actually, we have the uh, the actual recipe for the Snowmageddon beer also. We should try that one. I haven't Ooh, that one. Oh, yeah. Well, Travis has an interesting one. recollection of the uh, the ingredients. <laughs> oh, no. Because <laughs> he did a Siri voice-to-text thing for the recipe that he was getting from James, the guy who came up with the recipe, uh-huh. and... Um, some of the words didn't translate. You'll need to unlock your iPhone first. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. yeah, I mean, just trying different things that, you know, by all rights, I should have tried at this point before, but I'm finally getting around to and being pretty impressed with some stuff. So that's been that's been pretty good. Um, other than that, just uh, keeping it going, keeping it going at work and keeping it going just at home. Cool. Wedding, wedding planning and whatnot. Oh, so. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, very cool. Awesome. Yep. We need to do a winter warmer episode. Yeah. We oh. should do that next week. Yeah. Like, <laughs> very soon. Over our break, maybe. Those are usually heavy. Up there. Could yeah. be. Hmm. So there's not a, a style listed as winter warmer, but we could find a bunch of beers labeled winter warmer yeah. and mm-hmm. try them, whatever. Yeah. Well, all right. Since we're running out of ideas. Oh, I said it. I said it. <laughs> well, Just kidding. You heard it here first. We're running out of ideas. We've got to. We've, oh. we've got. We've got to find content fast. Yeah, we'll be fine. We're what are we drinking it. right now? Yeah, what are you drinking? Because I'm not drinking <laughs> uh, it. So I I recently went out to East Texas to see some family, and um, that's not super far from here, but it's closer to other states, and so I came back with some some beers that I bought some of their stores out there. Uh, mostly Louisiana stuff. Was it Bayou Tash? No. Oh. This one, however, is not from Louisiana. Uh, this is No Coast from where? Iowa? Iowa. Yeah. Which is interesting. Uh, anyway, it's the called... The state that has no coast. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Whoa. hey Anyway, this is the Take a Chill Pilsner. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> Rings in at a hardcore 5.2% ABV. Uh, says, the stresses of high-strung modern society can really take a toll, but no coast is here to cure what ails you. <laughs> Clear, crisp. Uh, oh, like, oh, that but, took me a second. <laughs> but it's not an ale. It's a, <clears throat> a Pilsner from Loggers. It's beer jokes. It doesn't have to make sense. They were probably uh, drunk when they crisp. wrote it. Take a chill pilsner is full of traditional German flavor with a touch of European mystique in the form of Vienna malt. In need of some emergency thirst aid, just say, ah. Uh, uh, 
Uh, no sharks, no tsunamis. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Noco says no to know-it-alls and up yours to one-uppers. We care about the next beer, not the next big thing. You in? Put your foot down, raise your glass, and join us in reciting the credo of the No-Coast Nation. Friends over trends, land over sand, beer over everything. That's a lot to write on a can. Yeah, yeah. I know. Well, it is a really it's a, tall, it's a can. tall can. But anyway, um, it's a good beer. I, I'm getting a metallic Uh-oh. taste. Out of yeah. It. Is it, a, is it a, a real can? I think it looks labeled. It is a labeled can. <sighs> it's a good Pilsner. Yeah. If I could get rid of the metallic taste, I'd yeah. give it a, like a, a, a lot fun. more score. A lot more score? No, a oh. bigger score. A Juan. I was getting some fruity notes from it. Yeah. Especially on the aroma, I think I was getting something there. Mm. Um, That's interesting. But I, I definitely agree with the metallic taste that Chris is getting. That's that's there for me, too. I mean, yeah. It's not terrible. No, not at all. It's, a, it's you know, pretty good. All right. Well... Thanks to our listeners. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, can't forget about you guys. Uh, feel free to keep on sending us those emails there, and uh, we'll respond uh, ASAP. Hopefully. Yeah. Now. And uh, if you haven't subscribed, be sure to subscribe. Uh, that way you can stay up to date with all of our episodes. And, uh, yeah. iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. It's on Google Play. We're everywhere. Facebook. We're everywhere. Facebook, Instagram. Twitter. Even though Instagram probably has Instagram. Hasn't. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't. Uh, Not very active. Yeah. Yeah. I did do some work on the website recently and oh, yeah. got some updates there. Oh, yeah? I had to move 775 comments to the spam folder. Whoa. Oh, that's uh, nothing. So it's oh, is that just bots? Yeah. yeah. Usually, whenever I log in, there's like two thousand. Gosh, that hey. is great. It takes me about twenty, thirty minutes just to clear out all the yeah. junk. Well, thank you to our bots. <laughs> you do got to go through and look at them in case one person had a comment, a real person. Yeah. You know, yeah. number three hundred and twenty out of yeah. those. <laughs> yeah, that's why it takes a while. I'm not gonna lie, I haven't checked my email since we started this thing. <laughs> Apparently, I'm going to get an email. I don't know. So we should probably try and open that up sometime together and look through it. We might find some funny things. Well, let's have an episode where we <laughs> read a, emails, read your email <laughs> inbox, and B, we check our Google phone number. Do I hear Do I hear mailbag episode? Yeah. Oh, I hear mailbag episode. Check it's our like, voicemail. It's like Blue's Clues. <laughs> Jeez. We're okay. going to have three. So Actually, it's going to be did, perfect. I, we did get a, a voicemail on the Google number. <gasps> what? It never rang my phone. Well, I know, because it was from a long time ago. Oh. And so when I logged into it, so we had one voicemail. I was like, oh, what is that? And I looked at it, and it's Travis's phone number. <laughs> you guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for that, Travis. <laughs> was he, like, drunk or something? I don't know. You're welcome. <laughs> We were probably testing it to see if it still worked or something. Uh-huh. I don't know. I was like, you guys suck. Oh, my God. That's funny. It's pretty phenomenal, actually. Yeah. I take back my comment that we don't have any ideas for content because we have a lot of episode ideas now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we do. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, we do need to issue an apology to our listeners. If you're listening fairly close to the release of this episode, then you might realize that 
there are two episodes that are missing. Uh, episode 114 and episode 116. 16. Uh, we did have an unfortunate technical issue when we recorded both those episodes, and it resulted in audio quality that was just absolutely unlistenable. So uh, we decided to not post those because mm-hmm. that might drive people away, and you would not enjoy listening to it because we didn't enjoy listening to it in the few seconds that we tried to and i love listening to myself guys like you don't understand it takes a lot to drive me away from myself so (laughs) god (laughs) here's the plan we are planning on re uh re-recording those two episodes um which would be the powers power hour episode that one would be pretty easy yeah because we we featured beers that are available uh, locally the one that's going to be more difficult to do is the powers travels episode where he brought back beers from san diego uh, and the surrounding area that we do not get in Texas. So yeah. uh, we're going to have to figure something out with that one. Uh, maybe the the I, owners of those breweries are listening right now, and you'll take pity on us and send a few <laughs> bottles in the mail. Well, we'd have to say what the breweries are. for. Yeah. Uh, Alesmith, uh, Stone, well, two big ones. Uh, it, 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 uh, let's see. La Quinta Brewing, Coachella Valley Brewing, uh, The Libertine, uh, Central Coast Brewing, and, oh, yeah, of course, Firestone Walker. Uh, let's add in some the more. The 21st oh, anniversary. Uh, Russian River, the... Let's, yeah. let's add some ones that we can't get here, but maybe they'll send us. Yeah, some right. <laughs> we River. want beer. Yeah, uh, hair, totally hair of the dog. Ghost we ballast point. Um, let's, we get a lot of ballast. Point I think stuff. we featured yeah, Sam Adams Utopias so. in that episode oh, yeah, too. That too. So yeah. if you can send one yeah. of those, it'd be fine. Uh, prop, prop seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. the the one from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that was in San Diego. Um, well, that so was in San Diego, but maybe we maybe I took a detour to Chicago. I don't know. Yeah, across the country. But we will get those re-recorded as soon as possible. So if you're looking at your list of episodes on your uh, mobile device and you realize, wait, there's two missing, there's a reason why. But uh, we'll get those put in there fairly soon. So sorry about See? that. Cool. All right. Well, what are we talking about today? I don't know. What are we talking about? Talking about, about BJCP style 13A, the Dark Mild. Also known as the hardest style to find in DFW. Yeah, it was a little <clears> bit difficult. Yeah. It wouldn't um, be the first time. So, uh-huh. episode so episode 13A. <laughs> BJCP style 13A, the dark mild. <clears throat> uh, it's impression. It is a dark, low-gravity, malt-focused British session ale readily suited to drinking in quantity. Refreshing, yet flavorful, with a wide range of dark malt or dark sugar expression. Just looking for high poundability here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's our first high poundability episode in a minute. I Pound think. it. Um, aroma. Low to moderate malt aroma and may have some fruitiness. The malt expression can take on a wide range of character, which can include caramel, toffee, grainy, toasted, nutty, chocolate, or lightly roasted. Little to no hop aroma, earthy or floral if present. Very low to no diacetyl. Appearance, copper to dark brown or mahogany color. A few paler examples. Wine amber to deep copper. Okay, I'm sorry. I have to pause right there. 
it, when you said copper, it caught me off guard because I'm so used to hearing it as cupper. Is that what? Okay. <laughs> Like, yes. What is copper? Yeah. Like, what <laughs> You're saying it wrong. I'm, no, I'm saying it right. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> um, a few paler examples, medium amber to light brown, exist. Generally clear, although is traditionally unfiltered. Low to moderate, off-white to tan head. Retention may be poor. Uh, flavor, generally a malty beer, although may have a very wide range of malt and yeast-based flavors. Examples are malty, sweet, caramel, toffee, toast, nutty, chocolate, coffee, roast, fruit, licorice, plum, raisin. Whoa. Can finish sweet to dry. <laughs> Versions with darker malts may have a dry roasted finish. Low to moderate bitterness, enough to provide some balance, but not enough to overpower the malt. Fruity esters, moderate to none. Diacetyl and hop flavor, low to none. Mouthfeel, light to medium body, generally low to medium low carbonation. Uh, Roast-based versions may have a light astringency. Sweeter versions may seem to have a rather full mouthfeel for the gravity. Comments. Most are low-gravity session beers, around 3.2%. So these are hardcore beers, guys. Although some versions may be made in the stronger range for export, festivals, seasonal, and or special occasions. Uh, It's generally served on cask, session-strength bottled versions don't often travel well, which is probably why we weren't able to find any out here. They probably don't send it across the pond. Um, A wide range of interpretations are possible. Pale versions exist, but these are even more rare than dark milds. Uh, These guidelines only describe the modern dark version. So actually, I think we've had some milds on the podcast before. Yeah, this sounds familiar. But they're not... What you'd expect. For instance, really? I believe the funnel cake beer uh, is a mild. Yeah, that yeah. was uh, that's actually what it's classified as on Untapped. Yeah, and uh, there's another one that's a Snickerdoodle. I think it's it's another local. I think it's community. I, that one is also community. Yes, community. The Snickerdoodle is also labeled as a mild. I don't remember that beer. So there's so many other things going on in those beers that you don't think. Oh, this is an English mild. Yeah. You know, but I guess the reason they picked that style is because it's, you know, you know, low key and not a very present flavor profile. I, so that special stuff that they do to it kind of comes out a little bit stronger. Mm-hmm. I, I I forget what the funnel cake beer said on the can. I thought it said some sort of summer style beer, which I guess this qualifies as, but I don't know. Eh, whatever. Well, when I'm looking at the commercial example list, I don't recognize anything on here. Oh, yeah, no. Um, Not even any breweries. Banks Mild, Canes Dark Mild, Highgate Dark Mild, Brains Dark, Morehouse <laughs> Black Cat. Brains. Morehouse, I think we have uh, we can get some of their stuff over here. Yeah, but probably not this. Rudgate, Ruby Mild, and Theakston Traditional Mild. My guess is all of those are English breweries that keep that stuff in England. <laughs> yep. Because they they really can't send it out over here, also it'll lose its flavor. Yeah, because reading through the guidelines, it's a style that's kind of meant to be drank close to home, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. usually a cask version, and so those are going to be at the local pubs in in uh, Britain. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I was reading an article not too long ago about British beer, and it's pretty much just a wall of bitters because that's the most popular style to drink, the, the session ale. Mm-hmm. Uh, just an ordinary, ordinary bitter. And then you might have on a Guinness, and then... Mm-hmm. Like a cider. Yeah. There's usually a cider on. Well, this is, you know, also from what Nigel has told us. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like when you go to into, into a pub in England, there's a bunch of bitters, Guinness, and a cider. Huh. And that's really it. Interesting. Um, every once in a while, you'll get an American IPA, which is like... Ooh, we're getting fancy. Yeah. This is exotic, guys. <laughs> I think the, the characteristic ingredients listed are interesting. Uh, right. Pale British base malts. Often fairly dexterous. That's not really surprising. Crystal malt, not surprising. Dark malts or dark sugar adjuncts hmm. may also include adjuncts such as flaked maize, or may be colored with brewer's caramel. Characterful British ale yeast. Any type of hops, since their characters muted and rarely noticeable. Okay. But I wouldn't have thought flaked maize. Yeah, corn basically, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a you know mm. a lot of. Of the American light loggers are, you know, either rice or corn. Yeah. Well, as so, as An- as Anheuser Busch says, <laughs> rice is one of the four main ingredients in beer. So, yeah, according to them. But <laughs> I just thought it was interesting that I would never would have thought flaked maize. But yeah, hmm. I wonder if we'll pick any of that up. Probably not in the two examples that we have. <laughs> no, the two examples that we have yeah we have two examples and some comparison that's pretty much what we were able to find Mm -hmm. vital statistics ibus 10 to 25 og uh 1030 to 1038 abv 3.0 to 3.8 and fg 1.0082 1 to 1013 swarm 12 to 25 welcome to the podcast you're welcome alcohol ball volume (laughs) Whoa! Wow. That was interesting. What? When was that? That was, um, that? that was Le Freak, I think. That was during our Belgian IPA episode. Good I think that was Lord. my <laughs> second episode, yeah. Nice. Yep. I well, screwed we that one up. We have a little bit of history for this beer. Um, historically, quote-unquote mild was simply an unaged beer that could be used as an adjective to distinguish between aged or more highly hopped keeping beers like we've talked about many times before hops are a natural preservative so in order to keep the beer longer you need more hops mm-hmm. modern milds trace their roots to the weaker x type ales of the 1800s although dark milds did not appear until the 20th century in current usage the term applies a lower strength beer with less hop bitterness than bitters the guidelines describe the modern british version the tar- term term the term mild is currently somewhat out of favor with consumers, and many breweries no longer use it. Increasingly rare. And in bold, there is no historic connection or relationship between mild and porter. Although it is a comparison style. So Hmm. it seems like the reason that we can't find it is because people don't make it anymore. There's not really a, a, a use. What's, like... You know, when you look at it right now, you've got like a couple of trends in beer and, you know, like right now the latest trend seems to be sour beer. Like I've been seeing a lot more of that pop up than I ever have. You know, it's, you know, hoppy IP, you know, 
crazy IPAs before that. Like those flavor profiles don't seem to match up with this style. And so breweries are not focusing on this style, I don't think. I well, think. I think even even beer drinkers go through phases. Right. You know, when we first started drinking beer, it was the light stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and then we kind of transitioned into things that had more flavor, like porters. And, mm-hmm. you know, the darker, the sweeter, the better. And then it was coffee beers, like give me all the coffee. Mm-hmm. And then it was IPAs and pale ales. And, you oh. know, the more bitter, the better it is. Yeah. And now we've kind of, then it was like a big sour phase, which I'm still kind of in. Yeah. I love a good sour and it goes and all that kind of stuff. I don't think Travis ever actually got into the sour thing. Can, we, I think I think you can appreciate it. He just doesn't search them out. We now know he doesn't like bread, so yeah. <laughs> I've decided. I put my foot down this week. Not a bread fan. No. Did you put your foot down or the glass down? I put my foot in the glass and oh. then drank it, and then realized that bread tastes like feet. So I don't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> what about Brett Favre? <laughs> oh my god! Hmm. Um, and then you know, and no, and this is kind of. <laughs> This is kind of where I know I'm at right now, and Travis and I have had this conversation. Now we're just like the the sessionable, like real clean, give me a really good Pilsner, and I'm happy. Mm-hmm. See, and I'm still in a Hackershore phase. <laughs> <laughs> I missed Hackershore. I missed hearing about Hackershore every week. You're welcome. <laughs> but, you know, it, there are these phases, <laughs> and not only do drinkers go through the, fra- through the phases, but I think brewers go through these phases also. Right. Um, hmm. So, yeah, the... I would love to have a, a nice, easy to drink cask served yeah. English mild. Yeah, I mean, I was I was looking everywhere for something that would fit this style. Just like you know, as far as trying to just find even just a third one because I think we found the only two that kind of match this style pretty well. Um, and one of them I don't think is even going to be that close. No, I don't think so. <laughs> well, actually, like the the other, like both of them are a little bit. Well, I mean, I I don't know which one you're talking about. Travis's. Okay, I don't think mine is quite there either. It's it's a five point two percent. It's it's not it's outside of alcohol uh, guidelines. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. They're more like guidelines. Anyways. Maybe we should go ahead and find out now. More like guidelines. You know what? I would not be surprised to see in a future release of the guidelines if this style is moved to the historical section mm, because I, can see that. I think that's one of the reasons why this style is disappearing is based on the improvement of beer making technology yeah because it, it talked about um that it was the name mild was one way to describe it distinguish it between aged and more highly hopped keeping beers so if you think you know back in the 1800s they didn't have a way to to filter out the souring agents so mm-hmm. At some point, every beer turned into a sour beer. So mild would describe about how sour or the little sourness it is, because mm-hmm. it was a it wasn't a highly hopped one, so it's not a keeping beer, as they said. So a mild would be the one that is pretty fresh. It's not sour or not as sour as more uh, cascales that have been sitting around for a while. So with the increase in in brewing technology and the way to get rid of the souring agents the mild style itself is kind of disappearing. Mild's probably something that was brewed and drank within a week. For sure. Yeah, really fresh. It's 3.2%, so there's no point in aging it. Right. So, yeah, this is going to be your house beer style. Huh. 
if I remember correctly, there's a few people in the homebrew club that have brewed some milds. Um, I think Wayne had one that stuck out to me. Okay. I didn't like how it tasted. Like it was, it was like really caramely and sweet, which makes sense. I mean, if it's low alcohol, then there's going to be some residual sugars there, but it was just not a style that appealed to me at the time. And I was like, that tastes really weird. I don't like it. And I didn't know if it was his beer or the style. So I'm interested to see what happens with this episode. But anyway. Well, I've got new stuff today. Shall we check it out? We got time for that. Tell you what, let's uh, let's put something in a glass. Okay, that's fair. And then yeah, (laughs) we'll uh, we'll feature your segment, Sawyer. Cool. All right. New brewery alert, everybody! We have a new brewery. First time, first time to be uh, featured on Brew Styles, and first time that any of us have ever heard of them. Pegasus City, Pegasus City Brewery out of Dallas, Texas. Um, Apparently, their flagship ale happens to be one of two mild ales that we are able to purchase here in DFW. So, good job, Pegasus City. I'm very, uh, you know, I'm, I'm proud of you guys. Um, Hopefully, we're proud of your beer too. but this is their high point. Uh, they call it a porch ale. Um, it is done in the style of English mild ales. Um, it is. It comes in a can, a 360 can, and it's. I like their labeling. Is it a real can? It's no. It's not it's a, a real can. can. Uh, um, but I like their. Can. I, it's I a li- good can. <laughs> I like their creative on this. It's very like twenties retro, like style mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, I like the flat black kind of. Yeah, the flat black and the and the minimalist style. But we're not here to talk about design. But I just I just wanted to note that it's like I've never seen that before. Um, the blur, it, it is like I like I said before. It's five point three percent alcohol by volume, and so that's going to be a little bit higher than you would expect from a mild. So we'll see how that goes. Um, so we've got, uh, on the can, the blurb says this copper colored ale pays homage to the iconic mercantile building in downtown Dallas, the highest point in the city until 1954. So a little bit of Dallas history for you guys there. Hmm. Hmm. Malty and delicious. Our flagship ale was first created and enjoyed on a porch looking out upon that very building. So that's why they call it a porch ale. Uh, when the clock strikes five, find your favorite seat on the porch and celebrate celebrate the high point of your day. Clever. Anyway. I'm still work at five. Hmm? I'm still yeah. work at five. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sawyer will appreciate this. It's a ticket reference, but this is the uh, the building that Mike Reiner refers to on his opening for every... Because oh. he, he always says the time when he starts, three, 33 on the clock. <laughs> Central Standard Time, <laughs> as you know, according to the tower, the friendly mercantile, mm-hmm. the yep. mercantile. So that's yep. you know because the uh, the Pegasus <laughs> building, the mercantile building, right. has been around for a long time, and there used to be a big clock on there, and so that's what he was referencing every yeah. time he says the opening. I remember him so- talking about that. Cool. That's that is really neat. I love those old style sportscasters. They get so intense about things such as the time. But anyway, let's I get down no on it. What y'all are talking about? 
We can talk about beer to give you something to talk about. There we go. <laughs> Wait. There we go. All right. <laughs> it's been a while yeah, since, beer. We, since we hit the button. I haven't heard that bell in a long time. Yeah, I just wanted to hit it. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is not a dark mild. No, no. not at all. It <laughs> is quite light. Uh, this is a very light cupper. Yeah. Yeah. It, can you rub the condensation off your glass? I, I, I don't think it's condensate. Well, no, it's that's How's clear. That? That, yeah, that looks a lot better. Yeah, that's more clear. Yeah, it's pretty clear. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Okay, stop making weird gestures towards me, please. <laughs> How's that, Sawyer? Is that better? Clear. Yeah, I can actually see through it now. It's yeah, clear. Yeah, it's, it's uh, well, it's kind of hazy. It's not, it's, oh, not, it's balls not balls clear. clear. It's hazy. Yeah, yeah you're right. I'm looking at powers as now. Well, it's definitely not balls clear. Well, uh, someone should Google that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get right on that. <laughs> um... A decent white head though. Uh, it lasts around the edges, but uh, yeah. settles down in the center. Mm-hmm. If it's traditionally served out of a cask, it's going to be low, low carbonated. Yeah, anyway. if carbonated mm-hmm. at all, definitely gravity fed. Yeah, getting biscuits and toffee in the aroma. Toffee for sure. Yeah, yeah, light biscuity aromas as far as the malt is concerned. Coffee, definitely toffee. Definitely not super strong. By any stretch. <laughs> I just had a flashback to Eddie never having biscuits. Oh my god. <laughs> I remember that. He'd never had biscuits before. Are you serious? Yeah. So biscuits. I brought him a bag of biscuits and he had biscuits for the first time on the podcast. What, what about biscuits? <laughs> <laughs> Not sure what that laugh was. That's a new one, I'm sure. Oh, we got plenty of them, believe yeah, me. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> like eight pages of laughs, but um, I'm not really picking up any hops in the aroma, which no. is per style, so that's fine. I uh, don't really get any fruity esters, which it said those should be low to none, Yeah, which means they had a nice, clean fermentation. Mm-hmm. Does the brewery itself actually call this a mild, or do they call mm-hmm. it something else? Yes, they do. Okay. It's on their website. Untapped listed as an English mild as well. Mm. It seems like more breweries are pretty close uh, or pretty quick to edit their own entries on untapped i've noticed yeah yeah because every time I'll, I'll have to add a new beer to rate beer because people don't use it very often anymore i'll go to untapped and those entries have a accurate abv and ibu level and so all things that i wouldn't know if i'm just joe schmo at the bar entering a beer to check it in yeah so i yeah i think breweries will go back in and they'll double check and they'll they'll maintain their entries in untapped more so than any other beer app or, or website that i've seen before that makes sense yeah you know something else that the um the bgcp guidelines say is um a wide range of malt and yeast based flavors yeah i'm definitely getting the malt you know like we talked about biscuit and toffee and all that kind of stuff is anybody picking up any yeast flavors yeast based not really no it's it's very malty very sweet because I don't see many esters or phenols that would come from yeast out of uh, the profile I'm getting. Yeah. And I'm getting a slightly bitter finish, but it's not a hot profile that I can identify. But it is finishing slightly dry. Because the guidelines also say can finish sweet to dry. <laughs> so there's another wide range for you. It this, seems like this style just—it's another one of those styles that doesn't really know itself in a way. But well, it's also, kind of, it's kind of a catch-all. Yeah. Like anything that is a low alcohol, served out of a cask, sessionable English beer. 
Yeah. Variable by base style. Hey. <laughs> well, I can see, with that being said, I can see why some breweries use this as a base style for their other beer. For sure. If you want funnel cake flavors to shine through and you don't want some like hops to get in the way or anything else, mm-hmm. yeah, use a very nice inoculus base style. Yeah. And then whatever fancy stuff you want to shine through will certainly do that. Interesting. Yeah, the flavor is just straight up biscuits. And yep. I, w- I would say this is the blonde of the English beers. Mm-hmm. Well, this one specifically. Oh, because yeah. Because it's a light, mild. I think the darker mild obviously would have some different characters to it. Visually, like I could see that. Like the coffee and the yeah. coffee and the roast and all of that that were listed in the guidelines. But as far as the light, mild goes, this is like the blonde of yeah. English beers. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they did a spot on job of marketing this as their like high point. You know, it's five o'clock, have a beer, a session beer. This is spot on as yeah. far as that's concerned. This, this is, is good. good. I like it. I like it. It's <laughs> real straightforward. It's well like made. There's beer. no discernible flaws. Did you at least get a whiff of it, Sawyer? I know no, you can't. I, I, I didn't feel the need to stick my nose in someone's glass, so it's okay. Would you like to smell oh, it? Okay, sure. Would you like to smell say, my beer? Smell the can. <laughs> you could take like a little sip, get it on your nah, it's all right. taste buds. Like a little... So <laughs> Little like str- straw, yeah, like half of a calorie. <sighs> <laughs> Sawyer, I, I, I mean, you Man, know, I gotta we, take my glasses <gasps> off to get deeper in here. All right, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> that smells so good. Sawyer, that face you just made, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's suitable for our audience. Well, it's a good now. thing this is not a visual thing right now, even though we have a webcam. Sawyer, Sawyer, are you unzipping your shorts? Sorry, <laughs> Sawyer, no. <laughs> Anyway, I will take it off. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for letting me do that. Poundability on this one. Mm. I'm going to say it's a 10. It's light-bodied. There's not much to get in the way of pounding it. I'm going to say 9 just because of the, the dry finish and the bitterness right at the end. Okay. I'm right there with sample out of 9. Yeah, I think I could gauge a uh, poundability <laughs> off of a sniff, to be honest. Uh, I'm going to say 10, along with Travis. Poundability <laughs> of 10. Smells pretty light. That good. is good. Very drinkable. This might be one that I have to visit. They're not too far away. Yeah. So, What city? Uh, Dallas. Oh, in Dallas. Okay. Over over by the uh, Hilton Anatole. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember your text now. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so, yeah, not too far from Community and Pedicolas. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're all right there. I have yet to go to Pedicolas. Colas, wow. English is hard. I need to get me some velvet hammer. I had that last night too. That's it was, a good beer. It was at the bar. I was I want to get me pleased. some climax. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I think Sawyer's been there already this episode uh, with that yeah. with that whiff of beer he had. Yeah. <laughs> so BJCP rating on this one for a I guess we'll just, you know, call it a light mild, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um would that be a separate category? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think it's it's listed in the previous BJCP guidelines. It was just listed as mild. But now they decided to discern it as a dark mild, and that's the only mild that's listed. But it does mention light milds in the uh, description. Mm-hmm. So maybe they just combine the two. Yeah, so if you're entering this as a, as a home brewer, you would be sure to specify it's a light mild. Right. Man, this is um, this is pretty good. 
It, it smells. It follows good. the guidelines pretty well, and it's definitely yeah. English. Mm-hmm. Like I know that's that's really vague English. But it 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 has that biscuity um, note that you would expect from an English beer. Yeah, I like this quite a bit. It's a bit nice. I'm probably gonna buy a six pack of this at some point. I've still got four at home. I'm excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Oh, yeah. So I would probably give this a 42. Yeah, that's a pretty high score. Yeah. The only... We don't have anything to compare it against. Well, true. And we yeah. really don't. The only distinction we need to make is that the alcohol in this one is out of style. Mm-hmm. Per but, the it, right. but it's not something that you pick up. No. There's no warmth. No. There. So if you're just giving this to judge, you don't have any signs that it has higher alcohol than... Than three point zero to three point eight, so you know, knowing that, yes, that would drop it down from a commercial example. But if it's presented to you in a judging format, then you can't tell. So that's yeah. great. Yeah, I'd say forty, probably forty even for uh, yeah for BJCP. Cool, awesome. Very well, good. as we continue to enjoy this, I'm excited to hear what Sawyer has to present to us so uh since i can't drink i thought i'd bring a new segment to the podcast <laughs> okay beer news beer news beer news yes that like rattled my ears yeah. just then right, what you got for us uh, okay so i have a few it's stories history yeah no, no. no that's <laughs> history i haven't heard that in a long time yeah, what happened to history in a hat? Yeah. Um, to be honest, there, my, we, quit, we quit planning that far ahead. My <laughs> printer broke, oh. so I wouldn't be able to cut up the facts, and I didn't think iPad in a hat would be as interesting, <laughs> <laughs> so I stopped doing it. And the jingle wouldn't work. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You could probably use a randomizer on your iPad, though. There like, you go. Yeah. Like, there's a band record that I work for. He uses, he uses the Wheel of Death. It looks like Wheel of Fortune. Well, there's another band director you work for that actually uses an app called Randomizer. Oh, and that would be you, I yeah, guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, it's history okay. in hat. So, Double H. It's history iPad. in hat. Oh my it's great. It's oh, history in iPad. hat. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's iPad in hat. Oh my God. All right, Sawyer. <laughs> what you got? Okay, so uh, we're gonna start local. Tups, believe it or not, in McKinney, they have decided to uh, enter into agreement with Benny Keith. For distribution, okay, they're no longer self-distributing their beer anymore, hmm. uh, and they're actually going to start distributing through Benny Keith starting December one, which was just a couple of days ago. Yeah, yeah, and it will cover most of North Texas, actually all of North Texas. Okay, um, it doesn't say anything about going out of state here. Right, so we'll get some so. more tips. One of the better DFW breweries, I think. Yeah, I like them. I completely agree. Yeah, so they're they're really excited about doing that. Uh, it's going to really help them get their beers out there, um, and eventually, I'm sure they're going to start expanding outside of DFW. So that was kind of the idea. Could this be the next revolver? As far as I don't think they're there yet. They're, they're, they're probably not going to sell it, sell it off or anything. Uh, probably not anytime soon. Hmm. But then again, I could be very wrong. Right. I mean, they've been self distributing since May of 2015. When they opened, right? They you know. they shot pretty quickly to national, to, well, not national, but like to big distribution. Then, yeah, I mean, they've been beaten as far as timelines because Hop Fusion they were open for what one year, maybe a year and a half before they started 
uh, distributing uh, okay. via someone. Hop Fusion had their one year anniversary this past week. Okay, never mind. It's been less than a year. Uh-huh. So Hop, Hop Fusion is kind of like the, the prodigy child of of these new breweries that are popping up, right? Uh, I guess you could say that. Okay. So, I mean, I've I've never actually had Hop Fusion. I've I've seen them several times. I need to have them. Yeah, have, you would not be. Beer. You wouldn't be disappointed. <laughs> and all of their stuff is mainly high alcohol. Oh boy. <clears throat> so. Now, let me ask you guys a question. What would you do if you were locked in a beer store overnight? <laughs> would you drink or would you just wait until someone came and got you? That's a good question because if you do drink, then you're the only person there. So they know exactly who drank everything. Well, it would also depend on which beer store and what their selection was. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I think this one mainly had like Bud Light, Coors Light, you know, things like that. Oh, jeez. I'd <sighs> do them a favor and just... Tossed all the trash. Marshfield, Wisconsin. A 38-year-old Oh, this guy Wisconsin drank it all. Who got Wisconsin? locked in a convenience store's beer cooler overnight didn't despair. He decided to enjoy the experience, according to police. The man, whose name was not released, told police that he went to a quick trip uh, here. K-W. K-W? Yes, K-W. Okay, they're in Wisconsin. They're not us. Yeah, no, not your quick trip. With a Q. Yes. Thank went into you for a, all those quick trip drops, though. Yeah, <laughs> went into a quick quick trip to buy some beer, but became trapped inside the walk-in cooler when it was locked at about eleven fifty p.m. Tuesday, according to a police report. Rather than bang on the glass door, or yeah, rather than banging on the glass door to be let out, he warmed up the, to the idea of staying inside, where temperatures hover around thirty-two degrees all night to sample the merchandise. How much did he drink? Does it not say? Uh, oops. No. Wait. He's from Wisconsin. No, so he, he drank an 18-ounce bottle of beer and three cans of malt liquor. Oh, that's just courtesy. Oh he also <laughs> fell over a stack of 30-can beer packs, Okay. breaking three cases open. Oh, I'd be so mad. For his adventure, more because he left the makeshift bar without paying his tab, he was issued a misdemeanor citation for retail theft. Oh, I'd be so mad if I walked in and that guy just made a mess all over my cooler. Yeah, but why drink malt liquor? Yeah, you... Ugh. I mean, at least go for the beer. At least go for... I mean, it's Wisconsin. You've at least got, like... Well, he's probably used to the cold, too, so it's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. right? Just wear my parka. Well, they do nothing but drink in Wisconsin. Nothing but drink, so... Mm-hmm. We should ask Paul Frampton about that. I'm... <laughs> We should have Paul Frampton on for an episode of Wine Styles. He yeah. recently passed his SOM exam, right? Yeah. <laughs> if, yeah. If he ever wants to come down from Colorado. There you go. All right. <laughs> this is a weird beer. <laughs> That's how they talk in Wisconsin. The next one. This, this is a weird beer. This one's a, a pretty big one. Boston. All right. Boston. Boston. The Mass Bay Boston. Brewing Company Boston. announced today its acquisition of Clown Shoes Brewing. Okay. Wait, oh. who bought them? Mass Bay. Mass Bay. Yep. Uh, let's see. I don't know why this reminded me. Apparently, Arby's is buying Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they are. That's your fun fact for the day. Yeah. They uh, had all the meats see. except for Buffalo, so they had to buy that. Clown Shoes launched in 2009 in Ipswich, Massachusetts. Is a nas- it's a nationally distributed brand that produces a wide selection of year-round and limited-release beers. Clown Shoes has experienced significant success with its Space Cake Double IPA and Clementine White Ale, among other innovative beers. Yeah, we've had a lot of clown shoes. Tramp, down stamp, here. Okay, so apparently, Angel, apparently yeah. Mass Bay does Harpoon. Okay. So, yeah. 
Yeah. So they're looking at expanding their brand. I had not heard that. Yeah. Interesting. And then Avery. Uh oh. They didn't sell out completely. Okay. Good. Uh, they actually sold thirty eh, percent. That's okay. So it's it's not bad. Avery Brewing Company has announced a partnership with Mayhouse San Miguel, <laughs> who is coming on as a minority investor and long-term strategic partner in the brewery. Strategery. Yes, strategery. There's no one for you, Travis. <laughs> or do we have that one already? No, not no. strategery. Yeah. Uh, astringency. That's as close <laughs> as I get. Avery, Bre- Avery Brewing and Manhouse San Miguel are exa- excited to focus on the continued promotion of organic growth of Avery Brewing in the evolving U.S. craft segment. Investments will support Avery Brewing and their recognized obsession for the highest quality craft beers, innovation distrib- uh, distributor and retail uh, retailer relationships, customer experience, and strategic growth. Again, strategery. You know, I have a feeling that huh. some of the the like the thirty percent sell, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. is merely just to help with distribution. Yeah, because you sell you sell part of your company to some to a bigger company, mm-hmm. then that's going to include distribution through the larger company. Yeah, you would think. So I, I, something like Avery, they've got a pretty decent distribution net. They're a they're a oh, big company. Sure. Yeah, they're a big company. Well, but, I'm trying to, but maybe this sale would extend them to the entire country maybe even overseas who knows yeah so I, you know that kind of stuff i'm okay with they're just trying to push their brand more yeah they're yeah. not they're not like a revolver oh no <laughs> thank god because every yeah been good. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what mayhow even does no, i can well they, they do they well i'm looking it up already they have mayhow cervezas uh san miguel cervezas alhambra and solan de cabras so this is i think their first like American brand for them. It is Spanish. because out of the eight, seven of them are in Spain and one of them's in India. Oh wow. Yeah. So this is it's a global venture then. Yeah. For them. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. Sure. So that might be big for so Avery. That's it, cool. Yeah, so it's yeah. probably gonna lead to international distributing. Mm-hmm. Distributing. Wow. Distributing. <laughs> Distribution. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. I marked the time. English is difficult these days. <laughs> or I need That's a beer. There's no alcohol in your system. I know. Yeah. I, I really don't think we're going to see too many more North Texas breweries sell out because Anheuser-Busch already has Carbock. Yeah. Miller Coors has Revolver. Mm-hmm. If they buy another one, then they're competing against themselves. So right. I think they just wanted one foothold in every region, which if you look at the map, that's exactly what uh, Anheuser-Busch has been doing. They're buying mm-hmm. one in kind of every portion of the country. So that that's their segment. That's their their pull of the craft beer dollar. I don't think there's going to be another, you know, another big brewery in, in North Texas because then they're going to be losing out on shares on their own. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah you're absolutely. We right might about see that. some of thirty percent things. I think. Yeah. We will definitely see more of that. Yeah. I've also read somewhere that there's some asso- brewing association that's trying to buy AB InBev or something like that. Oh, like one of those independent, like one, like one of the... Um, like everyone donates money and, and they, they take all that money and try and buy that company. We're, we're tr- I, I love how we're trying to like Indiegogo AB InBev. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I, I, I love the message it's sending though. I yeah. mean, it's... Um, I mean, they're trying to essentially buy back craft beer. I signed up for that campaign. Did yeah? you? Yeah. Okay. 
I, I don't think it's stupid at all. No, I not mean, at all. I, 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 I just think I just found it to be interesting. It, so. it, it's more of a messaging type of thing than in so Travis a realistic. Point zero 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 two percent of AB invest. <laughs> yeah, because they they're Which trying is, to raise all the free Bud Light. Two hundred and twelve billion dollars. Yeah, or a trillion Jeez. or something ridiculous. Yeah, that that and company is worth way too much so money. You can sign up for it for free. And you give your pledge and say, in the unlikely event that we actually do make this amount, then you'd have to pay this much. How much did you pledge? Like ten dollars. <laughs> yeah, because it's like so it's, it's going to be point zero 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 zero, which might still net you like two hundred thousand dollars. So whatever. Um, <laughs> be laughing at me from the gutters, little man. <laughs> right. All right. Here's your twenty dollar bill. <laughs> now give me all the Bud Light that I want. But. Um, Wow, I had anyway. to think about that one for a second. Hey, yeah. my glass is empty, so let's move on to our next beer. Sounds Thank good. you, Sawyer, for that segment. Though. You're welcome. Yeah, that's fantastic. It. Thank, Thank you. you. Yep. Well, we're going to move um, not closer to home, but further away from home, but still in Texas, and we're going to go to Jester King, which is down in the Austin area. And this is their very first beer they ever released, Commercial Suicide, and they describe it as a farmhouse mild i got a lot that I can talk about on this beer, so I'll read just a little bit for the introduction. We'll taste it, and I can read some more. Which batch is it? This is batch number 11. It was, uh, the date on the bottle is June 15th of this year, 2017. And the way that they describe it, it's a uh, 3.3% alcohol by volume beer. Notes, inspired by traditional English mild ale. Commercial Suicide ret- retains the sessionability of its classic counterpart while taking on its own unique sense of place through fermentation in an oak fooder with yeasts and bacteria native to the Texas Hill Country, unfiltered, unpasteurized, and 100% bottle conditioned. So there is a little bit of sediment at the in the bottom, but as a low-alcohol beer, not much of it is going to remain. Um, and there's... A whole paragraph on the side of the bottle, but I think I need to drink a little more before I try to read it. <laughs> Red and gold labeled, fat brown bottle. Yeah, all with of their bottles a, are 750 milliliters. With a, with a very funky scary dude. face on the front. Mr. Mister Mohawk. Mr. Methhead Mohawk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see those in Deep Ellum a lot. <laughs> Yeah. So the story with this beer, it was the very first one they released whenever they opened, um, which was fairly early on in the North Texas beer revolution. And uh, the very first beer they released was a a mild. And so that's why they named it Commercial Suicide, because at the time, everyone had either a blonde or an IPA, and they decided, you know, you know what? The first beer we're going to have is a mild English ale, a low percent one. Are you sure it wasn't the American Revolution? I'm pretty sure it wasn't. Okay. Yeah. Just checking. <laughs> I know both of you thought of that as the moment <laughs> said it. As soon as we've started laughing. Yeah. All right. Well, this is definitely in the darker variety. Yeah. Yep. Darker and hazier, I'd say. That's like amber. Yeah. That's yeah, it's not darker than that, maybe. It's like a... Almost a deep reddish, a reddish orange. Orange, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good Got white head on it. Nice re- carbonation level. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I definitely get some uh, roasty and toffee notes in the aroma. 
Yeah, I was thinking that too. The coffee, or not coffee, but well, maybe a touch of coffee. But yeah. the uh, like the toffee and caramel notes, those come through. Uh, whereas the previous example was all biscuits. This yeah. one has a little bit more complexity in the aroma. Yeah, for sure. Oh, that smells good. Now, Jester King is notorious for their wild fermentation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, we mm-hmm. can just expect that there's going to be some Brett notes. Brett and Amaisis. <laughs> um, do you get that in the aroma? Yes. <laughs> Once you get past the initial things that I said, you do get the um, the telltale signs of Brettanomyces. Which would be like, I don't want to say Band-Aid, but it's something along the lines of that. Very mm. faintly. Yeah. Very and, dry. And with this, with them labeling it as a farmhouse, I can't help but get a little bit of a horse blanket in the aroma also. Mm, I guess I could kind of see that. I'm sniffing the bottle for those of you who are wondering. Hmm. <laughs> The inside of it, not the outside. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, the flavor, though, there's definitely... I'm over here wall. <laughs> <laughs> the flavor, there's definitely some some sour notes from the Brett. Yeah. I, I get the sour notes and the aroma, too. Oh, yeah. I get I get it, too. Hmm. Sour. And as recently as today, when Travis announced that he officially doesn't like Brett, here we are with the Brett beer. Yep. Yeah. My bad. You know, it comes through in the flavor. Um, that's the first thing I noticed is that it is very dry. And that's one of the hallmarks of Brett is that it, it just eats everything. And so there's no residual sweetness at all. Very dry. And it's a lingering dryness in the finish. Um, but then you get some of the nice notes of the mild that come through as well in the flavor. It It's not biscuity per se but it's it's like a nice kind of a soft bread flavor that comes from the malt and then yeah it's not sweet but it has hints of sweet character if that makes any sense yeah no i i i get i get that i'm i'm trying to to think of what i think of this beer <laughs> it How is many bread hard. beers have you had powers i've not had that many Bretonomyces. You're not missing anything. Bretonomyces. 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 There it is. Um, I don't think I've ever had. Uh, I'm trying to think if I had one when I was at Libertine. Um, there might have been one, but I don't remember it very much. Um, this is definitely different. Doesn't yeah. collective brewing do a lot of Brett stuff? Yes. That's probably why you yeah. declared you hate Brett Nomices. <laughs> yes, as I'm sitting at their brewery uh last Sunday when they did a puppy pub crawl. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cute. I would have <laughs> I was I tried to convince Anna to go, but <laughs> Yeah, it's just it, it's not my thing. I've had enough examples of it that I realized that you have some flavors that you enjoy and you have some that you are never going to enjoy no matter how many times you try it. I've had enough that... Well, we thought that about IPAs for the longest time, too. You know, I'm still not a fan (laughs) of IPAs. I consider myself a little more beer 
uh, literate now than I was back in the day when I thought an IPA was just Christmas tree sap. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'll drink them, you know. Yeah. I'm never going to turn one away. I just, they're not my go to. Yeah. Clearly, because we all know what my go to is (laughs) Bud Light? No. God, no. I mean, Coors Light. Oh, Coors Light. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All that being said, the Brett character in this one is not first and foremost. It was the first thing I noticed because I'm looking for it, but the other characters I'm getting from the mild come through more. So this one is not off putting to me. No, it's a Brett beer. But see, the very first thing I notice is the Brett. And then kind of yes. after the fact, you get some of the other notes. But for me, foremost in, in the forefront is Brett. Okay. I don't mind it. <laughs> yeah. Which is, you know, which is fine. It's just a super dry, like all over my tongue and roof of my mouth like just feeling of like you know just just weirdness i don't know i'm trying to figure it out yeah i mean when when i go for a sour i prefer the lactobacillus yeah sours yeah Mm -hmm. the more puckering yeah yeah i like those more Mm -hmm. like warheads lemon sour yeah this the 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 brett is different you still get some of the tartness there but like the the ode brune that's not a lacto that's a brett but it's got so much different character than this kind of bread. Like think think about the Jacobins. That's not a lacto. I I don't remember exactly what strain of souring bacteria it was. Um, if it was acetic or or what. But um, yeah, Brett is certainly on a different spectrum than souring bacteria because Brett is actually a yeast. It's not a souring bacteria. So that's why you get some interesting wild uh, farmhouse kind of notes from it. I don't hate it. How is this as a mild? Like how is like it, it? It qualifies. Like it, it, it does its job. Yes, as a mild. Yes and no. You'd have to look past all the wild <sighs> notes because if this were entered as a BJCP example in the dark mild category, it would not do well. Yeah, you would have to write comments on sanitation and you know be sure that well that would probably be the only thing you'd talk about is just to you know, review your sanitation protocols yeah because you'd have to assume entered in that category which does not involve any sourness or wild notes mm-hmm. that any kind of thing like that would come from uh, a sanitation issue yeah but if you entered this as a Brett beer base style being dark mild then we've got a conversation okay because you would look for in that category a nice balance between the brett character and what you would look for in a dark mild right which is close i think um and that's man that's one of the tough parts about judging a style that you don't necessarily like to drink on a personal level. Yeah. You have to get past your own preconceptions and look for just the objectivity is just what the, I'm drinking. The merits of the beer. Yes. Does it relate to what I see in the text? Does it represent that well? And 
if it entered in, the, in that category under that base style, I have to say yes, it does. It does well. Yeah, it's it it knows what it's doing and it does it well. But oof. Yeah, I don't like this one. I mean, it's oh, <laughs> uh, I, I I I like the puckering. Brett is definitely. I I don't know that I can even say an acquired taste, because some people mm-hmm. never acquire it. Right. But it's definitely a very specific flavor profile. Yeah. Yeah, I think to me, Brett is very bland. You know, that, that's there's, it. There's not a whole lot going on. It is aggressively bland. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> I didn't even know that was a thing. It, it, but that's exactly what I'm looking for. It's aggressively bland. It's just like I, you know, it it, it has flavor. Word. I can tell it has flavor, <laughs> but it does everything it can to keep that flavor away from me. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, it, that that's that that's the thing. Powers with it. is very excited about the blandness of this beer. It's yeah. <laughs> I had a tuba teacher once. His name was Mr. Bland. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. <laughs> was he? Um, kind of. Because I've been sitting here, like, looking at this thing, like, trying to, like, figure it out, parse it out, just think about what I was thinking about it. And I was actively thinking nothing about it. And that's what, that that's basically what it is. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's why I don't drink them. <laughs> Poundability. I don't remember doing that, but okay. <laughs> it's on recording. You can't deny. No, I'm not denying it. I just don't remember deny. doing that. <laughs> three point five. Ah. Mm. Let me smell it again. Three point three is the alcohol alcohol by volume. Alcohol. Alcohol. Alcohol by alcohol. <laughs> I was referencing the drop. <laughs> alcohol by alcohol volume. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. even though it's light bodied and low in alcohol, there's still so much going on that would prevent you from pounding it easily. So I'm I'm gonna go with a three. Two. I'm I'm gonna say three as well. It smells really thick. <laughs> and yeah. It's that's what she said. There it smells like there's a lot going on, even though I know there really kind of isn't. There, I think there's a lot going on here. I'm sure. Yeah, but it's still bread. Well, I'm, I know, but I'm getting the biscuity, some toffee notes, a little bit of roasty coffee, all kind of wound up and bundled into a big Brett ball. Yeah, I like it. Brett just doesn't do it for me. You know, like there. Yes, there is a lot going on with what you just described, and I would agree with that. But when you throw Brett into the mix, it kind of just puts a blanket over it and just yeah, a horse blanket, horse blanket. and it's fantastic. Uh. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I think I've already said it's a two for me, and I, I, I don't think anybody's surprised by that. So. No. so looking at the guy's picture with the mohawk, and you think he's a, like a crazy Scott, you have to read it in that voice on their paragraph on the side. Oh, Great Scott! Bloody hell, if you go mad, so what if you don't like it? Don't you know it's not about what you like, it's about what they want, and what they want is something Imperial Double Extreme with lots and lots of orps. But no, you won't listen. That's Instead, Scott. you have... Sorry, British or something. That's not Scott. Co- it sounds like Australian. You're from Bristol. That's <laughs> what you were doing. Instead, you've gone and brew a bloody mild ale. Well, don't say I didn't warn you. It's your funeral. 
You're like an Americanized guy from Bristol. It sounds Australian. (laughs) Almost. So there's that. Nice. And uh, believe it or not, there is a secret section on the Jester King's website where they have homebrew recipes of their beers. Oh, that's cool. Yes. Secret. They don't have any links to it. You have to know the secret password to get there. Beer. But they do have... They do have three of their beers listed, and they have a homebrew recipe on there for Black Ma- uh, black Metal, the Witchmaker Rye IPA, and the Commercial Suicide Dark Mild. Interesting. That's cool. Yeah. So you're looking for... Oh, it gives percentages, which is fair. So yeah. you're looking for 72% Pilsner, 7% mm-hmm. Crisp Malt Brown, 7% Malt. Crystal 45, 6% Crisp Chocolate, 6% Flaked Oats, Three percent crisp amber for hops is twenty IBUs of Goldings, which you uh, toss in at sixty minutes, and then has the same fermentation schedule as Black Metal, which that said, inoculate with either a sour blend from White Labs or pitch your favorite unpasteurized sour beer bottle dregs after primary fermentation is finished. If you want more acidity, I'd recommend souring bacteria and yeast. Uh, if you do not and you want a clean fermentation, then add 3711, which I think is the Y yeast French Saison uh, beer yeast. Because hmm. that number sounds familiar and I feel like that's what it is. Yeah, so hmm. they that's what they recommend on this one. Oh, interesting. Uh-huh. So there you go. We finally have a homebrew recipe again. Yay. Yay. Hooray. Yay. Uh, <laughs> I'm really excited about that. Well, <laughs> you, can, you guys can tell. Do the next one. All right. So since those are the only milds we could find, we do have to go into our uh, style comparison here. So the BJCP says style comparison. Some versions may seem like lower gravity modern English porters, much less sweet than London brown ale. But when you read the history, in bold, it says there is no historic connection or relationship between mild and porter. So it is related, but it isn't. They made it a point to put it in bold type. That it's not related. However, comparatively speaking... So it's not related historically. Historically, it's not related. That means when they sat around the table talking about their new style guidelines, there was a fight between two people about the history of these two. Yeah, because how often <laughs> in the BJCP do you see something bolded like that? Hardly ever. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I can't say that I have something in my mind right? To where I remember that happening. So huh. They might as well have said, like, put that person's name after it. Doug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go, Doug. Yeah. Historical connection. You happy now? The mild importer, comma, Doug. Doug. <laughs> However... We are drinking probably the best example of an English porter that we can get here in the States. And this is the Samuel Smith's Tadcaster. The mm-hmm. famous Taddy Porter. That's a good beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite uh, English porters, for sure. I like mm-hmm. beer. Beer's good. Fairly dark appearance, much darker than the other oh, yeah. uh, I mean, mild it's examples. Almost we had. black. It's black. It's black with ruby, some, yeah, highlights. ruby highlights on the edges. The Get some ruby. Yeah, uh, beige colored head. Definitely smell some uh, toasted, roasty bread crust notes. Some trosty. What? Trosty, toasted and roasty. There you go. Trosty. 
I am going to split the difference between you both and say I smell both. <laughs> oh, and actually, toasty and roasty. Yeah. I'm smelling some dark fruit. I've almost got like raisin almost. Like prune, maybe. But I agree with that. Yeah. Oh, so good. Sorry you're missing out. I know. <laughs> you don't have to remind me. Oh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Powers, calm down over there. Jeez. The famous Tatty Polka. A very dark, full-bodied ale with a rich, creamy head and an intense... I already feel it coming. ...dry, <laughs> tangy character. There you go. Oh, God, it even it says tangy so on the label. That'll be from it. Brewed with well water, the original well, sunk in 1758, is still in use. Oh, wow. Malted barley, roasted malt, yeast, and hops. Fermented in stone Yorkshire squares. The type of beer first brewed in the early 18th century gained its name from being drunk by porters in the fish, meat, and other produce markets. Uh, Samuel Smith's is the oldest brewery in Yorkshire. Hey, I have a question. <laughs> have you all ever heard of a, of something called Congen water? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's a thing, though. I think it's related to well water, I guess. They, yeah, still, I boil, they still boil in copper. Really? Copper vats, yeah. Wow. There's a picture on it that says, adding whole dried hops to the wort in the boiling copper. Hmm. Anyway, this is a fantastic beer. It's good. So if you can imagine, probably less roasted notes, lower alcohol, less carbonation, less flavor. There's your less, mild. Less everything. Less everything. Less yeah. everything on this. Cut this one 50% with water, and there's your mild. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I'm guessing. I mean, that just is what it feels like. Like, this has been... This is... Yeah. Whew, I mean, okay, so the high point was really good. Um, yeah. But that is, you know, your porch beer. Like... You know, this is a sipping beer. Oh, I would say this would be a porch <laughs> beer if it's 50 degrees outside. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fahrenheit. <laughs> this would be one where 50 you're... 50 Celsius, you're this, burning alive. This would this would be one where you're sitting in the garage with the door maybe just a little ways up, maybe a quarter of the way up, and you got a space heater going. Okay, yeah. yeah. You know, like on low. <laughs> Thank you for that distinction. <laughs> It's very specific. Well, yeah. Or camping. Yeah, I can see when camping. It's nice and nice and chill out at night. Yeah. Yeah. This is like the perfect time of year. Basically, this is the perfect time of year for something like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. December yeah. in Texas. Yeah. That's it's it. 80. <laughs> I mean, we, 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 we've gotten a couple of cool nights at least. Oh, it's about to get cold. I'm okay with that. Yeah, me too. Wait. I'm excited for the cold. In fact, we're going to take this podcast outside for the remainder of it. <laughs> well, sun's still up. <laughs> Ooh, we need to do another fire episode, a campfire episode. Yeah. And not drink smoked beer. No. <laughs> actually, that was actually pretty interesting because we couldn't taste the smoke in the beer, yeah. so we could actually taste yeah. the base style, which was interesting. Didn't we try to shotgun a beer that same day, too? Or is that no, another episode? That was a different episode. episode. Oh. Different episode. <laughs> but anyway, back to the yeah. Tatty Pole. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for that. Eddie trying to shotgun a beer yeah. on the struggle bus. <laughs> so aside from roasted notes, 
slightly roasted. Would you say more roasty or toasty? I think it's a little bit of both, but maybe more toasted, towards the toasty side. More on the toasty edge, because the bitterness is not the same level as it would if you had a, a roasty burnt yeah. note from it. More like a stout. Yeah, the one thing that does stand apart is the fruit element. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because in the uh, dark mild guidelines, they said low to no fruity esters, and this one is, is fairly fairly prevalent. Yeah, I'm, I'm still getting kind of like that. Like the, the the same kind of maybe prune that I got on the aroma. Figs. Figs. Yeah. Oh. Definitely. It, that that that's definitely there. Copious amounts of passion fruit. <laughs> fruit. <laughs> it almost sounded like flute. Fruit. What was that one from? I don't even remember. Oh, Last man. time I had a beer with passion fruit. <laughs> fruit. <laughs> Pum. I like this one. So how would you relate this one to the mild other than just more? Because it is it is all the flavors, but more so. Yeah. Aside from the fruit, obviously. Yeah, just those two distinctions, the roasty notes and the fruit, everything else is what you would expect in a mild, just more of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I know we kind of talked a little bit about recipes for the last one. Um, the recipe that I brewed today for my porter, I used uh, Maris Otter as a base grain, Caramel 80, some chocolate, and just like a tad bit of roasted barley. A taddy bit. Taddy. Yeah. Taddy bit of roasted, like 2%, 2.6% roasted barley. Hmm. Just to kind of darken it up. I mean, it was... If we're doing percentages, 82% of Maris Otter, 10% of the Caramel 80, 5% of the chocolate, and 2.6% of the roasted barley. Hmm. So fairly simple. And then 20 hmm. IBUs of EKG. <laughs> so that's very similar. Uh, and then also uh, 9 IBUs of Fuggle. But very similar to the the Jester King, yeah, recipe. Yeah, even if there's no historical connection, there's still a style comparison. Yeah, yeah, connection between the two. A lot of the same base ingredients, just different percentages, different levels. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I wonder at what point the shift was made from mild to the stronger porter. Because it said, what, 18th century? Is that what this said? Yeah, 1758 is when they started brewing out of that well. I bet both were around at the same time. Yeah. Because you didn't have have lighter malts until more recently. Mm -hmm. So back in the day, everything would have been dark and sour. So it's either a dark, light alcohol beer or a dark... Well, but, but how sour... I don't know. I mean, I mean, if they were drinking it fresh out of a cask, then it wouldn't really have had time to yeah, sour. So it was mild. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. All the more reason for us to go to England and visit a bunch of pubs. See what they actually are doing out there. Ryan Air. <laughs> I would love to go and just walk into the you know the the dirtiest looking oldest looking <laughs> stone wall fallen down pub walk up to the bar and 
Just say, give me a pint of bitter. (laughs) (laughs) See what they give me. Yeah. Just experience it. I I would like to do that, too. I'd like to go to Germany, though, too. Well, yeah. That might have to be two separate trips. You could pick a switch. No, just take the train. I'd like to go drinking anywhere I go. That, too. (laughs) All right, so poundability on the uh, Taddy Porter, old Tadcaster. I like drinking with people. <laughs> Is we that Clint? To, yes, no, we need to get him yeah. back on. I'm gonna. So say, what's your poundability rating on this one, huh? <laughs> oh, same episode. I'm gonna say uh, five. This is not one that you just want to pound. This one's just a nice, not necessarily sipping, but gulping beer. Yeah. Gulping, gulping. I think five's a safe answer. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, five seems seems right about right. Five, 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 five. five. Now, for BJCP, on the other hand. Uh, we didn't go through the guidelines, so I'm not sure. But I would assume it would be fairly high. Well, I'm just I'm just going to do a little quick search here and see if it's actually listed as a commercial example. And it is. Mm. <laughs> I had a feeling that it was. Yeah. I mean, the other ones listed are Burton Bridge, Burton Porter, Fuller's London Porter, Samuel Smith, Taddy Porter, and then Nethergate and RCH, Old Slug Porter, which I've never heard of those two breweries, so I would imagine they're in England. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it would have to be high, mid to high 40s. So this is a porter. It is a porter, and it so, is not a mild. No. But it can but be compared But it's still, to. you know, fantastic. Um, just to kind of relate things Thank you a for little that. bit to... <laughs> Our side of the pond, we're going to have an American porter next. Mm-hmm. All right, we've got a nice, pretty beer for you right here now from America. Nice, uh, the the, the, nice the try, colonies. Nice try, Travis. We've, we, we're, we're, we're going way off track at this point, guys. Yeah. So we're still in America. Yeah. <laughs> However, I, you know, not with a British <laughs> accent. Um, we featured several Anchor beers before, but never this one. Uh but it's a, a standby and a good one. It's the Anchor Porter. That's what they call it. No fancy name, just mm-hmm. Anchor Porter. Um, Thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Anchor, San Francisco's famous Anchor Porter brand, is made in one of the smallest and most traditional breweries in the world by the brewers of Anchor Steam Beer. Our old-fashioned porter is virtually handmade. How's it virtually handmade? Oh, they have virtual reality now. With an exceptional respect for the ancient art of brewing, we use 100% malted barley, generous amounts of fresh whole hops, entirely natural carbonation, and a simple natural brewing process that is like no other in the world. None. Really? I don't believe that. So, uh, I googled it. (laughs) The deep black color, the thick creamy head and the intensely rich flavor of anchor porter made in san francisco since 1972 have earned this delicious and unique brew a worldwide reputation for outstanding quality it is aesthetically pleasing and wholly superior in every respect wow they have a bit of an attitude don't they so this is an american porter they're full so of Doug from BJCP is going to be real angry with us for <laughs> even thinking about comparing it to you know you know the English mild. It's not even English. Yeah, 
<laughs> these people have a little bit of an attitude. Oh yeah, they they uh they're, their they're, brewing they're process like no other in the world. I think that comes with their steam beer because I've I've heard a little bit about them. They have their steam beer. And, I don't know. And this porter is wholly superior in every respect. Well, I mean, talk yourself up. Like you well, gotta yeah, but you gotta be proud of yourself. They're acting like they created the porter. They created and beer, beer, <laughs> and brewing. Anyway, I like beer. Well, you know, maybe, maybe we can disprove them. Well, by, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> in a world where every dark. brewery has a new offering, and they still have to have their old standbys, guess that's what you do. Talk it up. Yep. Well, granted. I don't know. You were the one that was in California. I mean, I saw how, Anchor every so How often. prevalent is Anchor? Like, do they have new stuff that's popping up? They're there. It's not. Um, it's not like the biggest thing out there. The bigger things out there. Well, I never I quite mean, reached San Francisco. They're probably bigger in San Francisco than anywhere. I was in the Central Coast, where Firestone's the biggest thing. Um, and then also San Diego, where you've got more stone and things like that. Um, and then also San Diego's just crazy craft beer scene. Anyway, also the uh, with the Central Coast, it's a lot more local. Like it's it's much more locally focused because that's just kind of the culture, especially of San Luis Obispo, is that it is a very local Main Street culture. Like you know, you're not even allowed to have drive-throughs in San Luis Obispo. Like, well, okay, so here are the anchor beers that. Not only have I had, but we featured on the podcast. Okay. Anchor Steam. I love that beer. Anchor Porter, which we're drinking right now. Old Foghorn. That's it. So those are the three beers they do. Is yeah. it rustic? Well, I they mean, they have I, more well, seasonal things. No, they have a lot of beers, but those right. are the ones that we get. I mean, we also get Liberty Ale, which is our IPA, and I've seen that one on occasion. Okay. Um, California Lager. I'm not recognizing any of these. Breckles Brown, Anchor Saison, Mango Wheat, Brotherhood Steam, Blackberry Days IPA, Meyer Lemon Lager. Like, I don't even know what these are. Because it makes you want a mango. So we don't get a lot of their stuff out here, apparently. Yeah. The Steam Beer is, like, one of the, the famous ones. Foghorn's mm-hmm. their uh, barley wine. Mm-hmm. And then there's this one. Yeah which we're drinking right now. Those are the only ones that I've really remember having. Uh, very dark. Ruby highlights, just like before. Yeah, similar color to the Taddy Porter. Yeah. I would say a little bit darker. Even. It almost looks like a stout, color-wise. The head is a darker color. Yeah. yeah. It's like a brown. Tan. Brown. Dark tan. Brown. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. <laughs> Picking up a little bit of that dark fruit as well. Yeah, as do one. I. Yeah. The fruit character is a lot stronger in this one, I think, than in the Taddy. This has kind of turned into Porter episode two. <laughs> yeah, this sh- we, we should label it as such, like Dark Mild and porter. slash Porter 2.0 yeah, or something. <laughs> I think we're missing out on some Porters, though. Yeah. Well, we got one more if we want it. <laughs> no, I mean like other ones. That, I don't know. what, what What's our other one? Out of curiosity. Or do you it's from say? Scotland. Oh, yeah. Well... <laughs> Maybe we should label this as Porter 2.0. Why not? Two episodes in one. Um, Double episode, yeah. It's, it's a twofer. 
<laughs> well, uh, I don't remember there being so much dark fruit in porters. Yeah. All right, I got to re-familiarize <laughs> myself with the guidelines on Porter. Hey, Powers, would you mind passing the pottle, please? Even if we just go through go ahead and overall stick your impression, nose in that moderate thing. strength brown beer with restrained roasty character and bitterness. May have a range of roasted flavors, generally without burnt qualities, often has a chocolate caramel malty profile. Okay. It's like my crack. Aroma, <laughs> fruity esters, moderate to none. Yeah. Flavor... I'm just looking for fruity. We've got like Moderate two different to conversations happening right here. Hmm. I haven't had a beer in five weeks. That was English, Porter. It's awful. Yeah, I know. It says, <laughs> it says moderate bready, biscuity, toasty, malt flavor. It makes you really Frequently with things. a chocolate character. Like, like beer. Like smelling bottles. We have two different We're trying conversations. to have a podcast going on here. Yeah, we, we're we also having too. a podcast. <laughs> yeah. We, we're going to draw a line across the table. This, this is, is a, our podcast. This is yours. This is the podcast, this is podcast duo. I won't talk again. <laughs> it also says may have secondary Welcome flavors. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> American Porter, this Fruity Esters, Moderate to None. I'm not even trying. It says... <laughs> May have other secondary flavors such as coffee, licorice, biscuits, or toast in support. So, licorice I see is kind of like a dark bitter fruit. Yeah, yeah. So that's still here, but they call it licorice instead of fruit. But it says moderate to low fruity esters. Yeah, which moderate huh. is still a fairly high level for yeah. yeah a beer that doesn't really have anything to do with fruit. Right. And I can't say that I've had licorice in the last 15 years. So no, I could I, I could see like a I don't like a black licorice here. Like not well isn't yeah. that what licorice is? What? Twizzlers are red. Well, yeah, but yeah, when they say. say but when they say licorice they mean and it's the by itself black licorice, they mean black. Okay, then yeah. Black. <laughs> yes, thank you, Sawyer. You're welcome. Are we, I'm sorry. It's black. Sawyer. Thank you. <laughs> Black Fist. You know, a lot of people don't know that about me with my name. What? Black Fist? Yes, I'm Black Fist. How Sawyer are you, drunk? I'm sorry. Sawyer. I'm actually obscenely sober. <laughs> obscenely obscene, is the obscenely. appropriate word for that. No, yeah. like some of the things he's been doing after he smells these beers are obscene. So yes, that's actually <laughs> accurate. <laughs> One hundred percent of the times I've seen you in the past, like three years, you've been drunk. I can't oh. say that anymore. <laughs> nope, you that can't. Is, that and is, there's our oh, first quick, peak. quick. Stick with an IV of this crap. <laughs> what? <laughs> you want an IV this crap? What? No, of Dude, this. That's weird. Yeah, that whatever. Kind of weird. Um, <laughs> anyway, so the bone oh, hole. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back to the beer. <laughs> so back to the beer. Get down on it. We were mapping out. Exactly how the ass. <laughs> That's weird. Um, That's amazing. We haven't gotten you know cut off from iTunes yet. This is a weird beer. <laughs> oh god, I'm not okay, even sure. So if, if you had to compare the anchor to the the taddy, they're similar. I think this is more roasty. Yeah, I would agree with with the roasty See, comment. I'm not getting the roast i'm getting more dark fruit 
I was I well I picked up more dark fruit on the English the Taddy Porter than I did this one. See, I'm the opposite. I'm, I'm getting more I'm of the roasty up a character. A lot more fruit in this one. Hmm. I think I thought about it for the first time since I've been drinking it. Join uh, us next time when we start rinsing between beers. <laughs> <laughs> That's more than a rinse. Uh, yeah. That the fruit character I'm getting right now is more than a, a lack of rinsing. I might. Hmm. I'm probably gonna. Do you think there's something wrong with the it? difference between you guys and say I get both? Gosh, <laughs> uh, uh, first time you said that. I know. No, I know. I don't. I don't <laughs> think it's. I don't think there's something wrong with it. I mean, it's not like I'm getting sour notes. No, I don't. True, but there is a difference between English porter and American porter. Yeah, and I think that difference is it's bigger and. Bolder and roastier. Right. That's what I would expect. Yeah. However, that's not what I'm tasting. I actually find this to be quite similar to the... It is very similar. But I think, you know, in classic American style is everything is one-upped. Sawyer's double fisting up Mm -hmm. his nose right now. I could see how you, I, I, I could see how you could get grape notes out of the. the well, anchor. I didn't specify grape. I just. Said I mean, fruit. not grape. I'm sorry, fruit, dark fruit. Because I, you know, just like everything that has ever been brewed ever in America, it's based on another style. We did not invent beer. What yeast do you think they used? Well, I'm sure it was an, an English yeast. You never know. I'm just saying, if they're making a porter. If I'm making a porter, I'm going to use an English yeast. It's what I did today. Well, that's what you did. But what I'm saying is, like, I take an IPA and then take an American IPA. They took hops and then upped it to the nth degree. Yeah. Okay. Take uh, English barley wine and an American barley wine. They upped it to the nth degree, mainly with hops. They made it hoppier. Right. But then you take... English porter and American porter. They're going to make could this it be more a function, toasty, more roasty, more everything. Could this be a function of the fact that this beer has been around forever? Like, and is not kind of part of the new wave of craft brewing? Well, no, I'm just saying that's that's America's take on beer. Well, America's take, take on beer whatever is Whatever the style but, is and up it. Well, yeah, but, you know, this beer, I'm not sure how long this beer has been around. They're... they're Copyright is 1974. They are older than yeah. most of Anchor this new is one wave. of the oldest quote unquote craft breweries. So maybe their intent was not to be an American porter. Maybe their intent was to more closely mirror the English style back when they started brewing this beer. And so it's not as intense as kind of this new wave of American beer. Well, that's what I'm saying is I'm getting more. Travis is getting more roast mm-hmm. and I'm getting more fruit. Yeah. So they took the flavor profile of the English Porter and upped it. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So we're saying the same thing. Fair. But I'm not getting more roast. Travis is getting more roast. Only slightly. Only slightly. This is very similar to the English Taddy Porter. Yeah. Yeah. But there are some slight differences. Um, I mean, we have one more example we could toss in there too, but... Um, as far as relating these to the the dark mild, <laughs> which was the whole point of everything, yeah. <laughs> I would I would not say either of these are close. No, no. there it's yeah. All right, Doug, Two we totally get your point. Stuff. Okay, yeah, thanks, yes, Doug. Thank you. <laughs> oh, Doug. 
Remember that cartoon? Which So if you go back to it though. The style comparison says some versions may seem like lower gravity modern English porters. So the one actual like actually we never had one because we had a light mild and a sour mild. <laughs> so oh if gosh. we were to combine the two and imagine what a dark mild might could be, would you say that it's a lower gravity modern English porter, or like one of those. Hmm. I think hmm. one of us might need to homebrew a dark mild. Yeah, probably. <laughs> if we take Jester King's recipe and then just substitute a regular English yeast. Yeah, I tell like, you like what, a London yeast. After the wedding, I'll brew one. Because <laughs> you have to do your. Uh, I got to do my wedding imperial beer. blonde first. Yeah. I would be interested to know. Actually, you know what we should have done? Dang it. We should have had Nigel on this episode. <laughs> he was recently on with uh, Come and Brew It Radio. Because we could have said, hey, Nigel, I'm sure you're an expert on English. <laughs> <laughs> it was huge. That's about all I can say to the matter. It was huge. There we go. God. Oh, Nigel. <laughs> uh, but anyway... There you have it. Cool. This is, uh, we drank beer. We talked about beer. Yeah. We had beer news. Five palatability rating. No. <laughs> right. It's right around the like, four. Uh, I got to sniff it again. This one's way too similar to the Taddy Porter. I'm going to say it's a five also. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, right I'm, at five too. I'm going to say five. Yeah. I'm, that's like a new talent, sniffing and coming up with a pound poundability. 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 English you're not, is. You're not even drunk. English is hard today. Sorry, I get ahead of myself sometimes. Poundability. Poundability. <laughs> Shoot, I can't English today. No nope. English. Either right. way, even if we didn't hit the style at all today, I still had a good time. Yeah, oh, yeah, that was a great time. That was a fun episode. It's 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 nice. It's great yeah. to have Sawyer back. And we Thank suck you. at this apparently because we can't even talk about or we can't even have the beer we're talking about. Well, it's we're getting good to be back. We're, we're getting to the point where we've had all the styles that we can that are get here, available. and so we're having to reach for other styles. Like, I mean, we don't get too many Australian sparkling ales here, but maybe one or two. I just have do Fosters. If we want to do, thing. yeah. If we want to do a full episode on it, then we try the one bottle we can get here, and then we have to just I, add fluff. I have an idea. So that's where we are. If you can find a way, as a listener, to get us, you know, one certain style of beers to us, we'll, even, we'll do your episode. Even bet. Oh yeah, even better. Even better. Well, that's probably what Sawyer was saying. Mailbag episode. Literally, send us a bag of beer in the mail. <laughs> we'll drink it and we'll talk about it. There you go. So if you're in Wisconsin <laughs> and you have Wisconsin beer to send to us, then put it in a yeah. bag and we'll do a Your Name and Travels Please episode. package it slightly better than plastic bag. <laughs> but here's the thing. You have to send us things that we've never had before. No. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. And you want to do a style that we've never done before. No, I mean, I even I'm just saying even I, a lo- I, local I, beer episode. I, yeah, I was about or to local say, beer. I, okay, I'd be yeah, willing to just do enough. like local like beer. Jim, I'm cool with like, hey, this is Jim's episode. He sent us beer. We're gonna talk about it. Yeah, and then <laughs> but don't slip. send us Coors Light, okay? No, but here, here's here's what we'll say. 
slip a piece of paper in the package with your phone number, and we'll do a phone-in episode. Oh, yeah. That'd be cool. And we'll talk to you and drink your beer. And email address, too, just so that we can email and set it up your, with your schedule. We don't want to, like, call you while you're text in, you. Actually, on the potty. <laughs> if we do it on Facebook Live, I can bring him into the video. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Even better. So. Send us beer, and we'll get you on the podcast. How about that? We'll just leave it open like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> beer. Well, thank you for joining us for our latest episode of Brew Styles, where our topic of discussion was, at the beginning, the dark mild, and then we went into supporter talk. But uh, if you thought that was cool, just wait until next week, where our topic of discussion will be the ice buck. Ice, ice, baby. Well, goodbye! Bye! Cheers until then. Bye!